Welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast, a podcast that is seeking to equip college students to grow in their walk with Jesus 10 minutes at a time. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Salt Twin Cities podcast. This is Colin. Really pumped you guys are listening in this week. We, this week, are going to jump back to Rule of Life. And so if this is your first episode that you're listening to, would encourage you to go back, listen to the other episodes, specifically the other Rule of Life episodes. That will really color in what we're talking about and why we're talking about it. Um, But as a quick reminder... Rule of life are the rhythms and practices that we put into our life that help us follow Jesus over the long term. That when we're 80, we're a godly person because of the daily decisions that we've made over the course of our entire life. And uh, one of the things that, that really reminded me of this was a couple weekends ago when at the fall retreat, Mark Aaron said, don't be amazing, just be faithful. And that really embodies what we're trying to do with rule of life or what the goal of rule of life is. And that is that it's not the amazing events that shape us into godly people. It is the every day, every week, every month decisions, uh, practices that we have in our life that help point us to the person of Jesus, help point us to worship. And um, those are the decisions that make us in, into the godly people at, at the age of 80. It, it's actually the the faithful decisions that do that. And so we want to be people of faithfulness, people that just show up, people that just show up to Salt Company, people that just show up on Sunday mornings, people that show up to our Bible in the morning, and people that that show up before God in prayer. And that's what we're talking about in this episode is praying the Bible, praying the Bible. And so I think one of the questions we have is, why do we say praying the Bible and not just prayer? Well, there are a couple reasons why we say pray the Bible. First, I think we all want prayer to be a conversation. We don't want prayer to just be us talking to God. We we really want to to hear from God. And I think most of us rarely experience the audible voice of God. Do we believe that it is possible that God could speak to you in a dream or speak to you audibly? Absolutely. But I think for most of us in our lived experience, that's typically not the case. Typically, how we hear from God is through his word. We say at Salt Company, God's voice is revealed in his word. And we really believe that. We really believe the very voice of God can be heard when we open up God's word. And by God's spirit, he speaks to us through the words on that page. And so that's the first reason why we want to pray the Bible is we want it to be a conversation. The second reason why we pray the Bible is we want to posture our hearts in a way that God has called us to posture our hearts. And, and so God instructs us into the Bible, in the Bible on the things that we need to declare to be true about God and the ways that we need to posture our hearts in order to honor him uh, in our life, but also in prayer. And so one of the passages that came to mind is 1 Thessalonians 5, starting in verse 16. This is what it says. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
And so in this in this passage, Paul actually instructs us on how to pray and, and the posture in which we pray. We rejoice always. We pray without ceasing. So we're always in this posture of prayer. We give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So why do we pray the Bible? Because the Bible actually instructs our hearts and postures our hearts in the in a way that honors God in our prayer. And so I think as Paul writes that in 1 Thessalonians 5, he's not saying, hey, things will always be easy and you should always have the like emotional feeling of happiness in your prayer. But I think what Paul's saying is like, hey, posture your hearts in a way that you are a person that rejoices because of what God has done for you. You're a person that gives gives thanks always, knowing that God is sovereign and at work and working all things for his glory and your good. Even if it doesn't feel like that at the time, that we like discipline ourselves to believe that to be true. And so we want to be people at Salt Company that pray the Bible, and we want to find ways to implement this into our rule of life. And so I've come up with with a few things, a few ways that I implement praying the Bible into my rule of life. The first one is pray the Psalm of the day back to God. And so we talked about this in encountering God in our Bibles, that a good way to encounter God in your Bible is to read the Psalm of the day. And so uh, this episode, I believe, will be released on October 21st. And so maybe you open up to Psalm 21 and you skip every 30 until you find a Psalm that like, man, that like really resonates with you. And so for me, I got to Psalm 51. So Psalm 21, add 30, got to Psalm 51. And typically what I do is I first read the Psalm of the day. So that would be encountering God in the Bible. That's one of the things I do. But then I also pray the Psalm of the day back to God. So most of my tips won't run this long, but want to give you an example of what this might look like. So Psalm 51 verse one says this, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. So what this might look like in my quiet time, in my time with God is I'm going to read all of Psalm 51. And then I'm going to go back through and pray the Psalm back to God. So, so as I read that, I would say like, God, would you again have mercy on me today? God, your mercies are new every morning. And I again need those mercies today. God, I am confident that again, you will show me mercy because you have promised to show me mercy. And as I look back at my life, I see all the ways that you have loved me, that you've faithfully loved me. Even in my sin, you've continued to pursue me. God, that you are so merciful that as I look back, I see all the ways that you have shown me mercy. So I can be confident that again today, you will show me mercy. And then if we skip down to verse 10, so I'm going to do this verse one, two, three, maybe I skip some if if I don't have anything to say, but, but for sake of time, I'm going to skip down to verse 10. Verse 10 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So I might pray, God, would you, would you create in me a clean heart? God, would you again remind me of the righteousness that you purchased for me at the cross by the blood of Christ Jesus? 
that I can be confident that you have given me a new spirit because of the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. And when Jesus ascended, you sent your spirit to give me a new life. So God, would you remind me today that, that I don't live I don't have to live my old way of living, but I, but I can live by the power of your spirit because you've given me a new heart and a new life. So that's just an example of how to pray the psalm back to God. And, and that can just like start to, you can go for a long time, maybe it's short, but want to encourage you like, man, what if you started your prayers by, by reading God's word? A great way to do that is the psalm of the day. Another way to do that is to set an alarm to remind you to pray. So again, going back to fall retreat with Mark Aaron, he said something um, on Friday night about uh, setting an alarm at 1020. And so maybe we set an alarm at 1020 a.m. If you don't have class at that time or if you're not working at that time, p.m. If um, maybe, yeah, maybe you are in class and so you need it to be in the evening. But what Luke 20 says is, do not rejoice that the demons are subject to your name, but rejoice that your names have been written in the book of life. And so maybe you set an alarm on a daily basis at 1020. And every time that alarm goes off, you just say a short prayer of, God, thank you that my name is written in the book of life. Would you help me to worship you today? Would you help me to remember that that is my primary identity, that I'm a son or daughter of the most high king? And it can be that short, but I think doing that on a daily basis for the next 50 years of your life will actually, God will be honored by that. And that will bring about a posture of worship that once a day at 1020, you remember to pray and to worship the God who has ransomed you and and who has written your name in the book of life. Another tip for how to implement praying the Bible into your rule of life is maybe on a weekly basis, you go for a prayer walk. And maybe you walk your neighborhood, you walk your campus, um, and you just go before God with with the things that he has brought to your heart that morning or that day or that week. Um, maybe you pray about the things that you've read in your Bible recently, or you pray about uh, the sermons that you've heard on Sunday or on Wednesday nights. Uh, maybe you pray for your campus or for your neighborhood, for your lost friends, Um, But we create rhythms of of going before God in prayer, asking things, asking him to do things in our life and in the lives of others. Uh, Another way to implement praying the Bible into your rule of life is maybe you find someone in your C group or someone in your D group that also wants to implement praying the Bible into their rule of life. And so on a monthly basis, you guys get together and you just pray together. So how I kind of picture this happening is you maybe you go to a coffee shop. If you like good coffee, you go to a coffee shop and you leave your phone and your computer in your car or at home and you walk into the coffee shop with just a Bible, um, your friend and your friend has a Bible and you get a good hot cup of coffee and you sit down together and you guys just pray together. You open up God's word and you pray for each other. You pray with each other. Um, And you do that monthly, first Saturday of every month in the morning, you guys do that together. I think that would create in you a posture of worship and a posture of prayer that will just do something really unique. I think God will use that to do something really unique uh, in your life because 
there's just something about praying with other people that's really encouraging, at least for me. Uh, it's really encouraging to pray with another friend, another follower of Jesus, uh, to be prayed for. And so if that's encouraging to you, maybe you implement that in your rule of life. Uh, and finally, this is more of a tip on prayer than actually a, a way to implement uh, praying the Bible into your rule of life. But here's what I would say about prayer is pray what you've got. I think a lot of times we try to clean ourselves up before we go to God, but that's just not what we don't have to do that. What, what's true is that God loves us for the person we are, not the person we ought to be. And so we can just pray what's on our mind. And even if it's wrestling with God, like maybe you're frustrated with God right now about something that's going on in your life. And my encouragement to you is just pray whatever's on your mind. Like, man, if the only thing that comes to mind right now in your prayer life is like, God, I'm God, I'm frustrated with you. God, I don't understand. Like, just pray that and and know that God's honored by that because in praying what you've got, you're actually trusting that God is strong enough, sovereign enough uh, to, to carry that. And you're trusting God when you go before him, even in frustration, or maybe it's sadness, maybe it's rejoicing. Um, but God is strong enough and able and willing to, to hear from you. He, he desires to hear from his kids. And so um, even if it's a hard stretch, I encourage you to pray what you've got, um, knowing that this is what this is what 1 John 5, starting in verse 14 says. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. We have the requests that we've asked of him. Because if we ask according to his will, he's going to give it to us graciously. And so we can ask God in boldness for things. And if it's not in his will, it won't happen. But that's okay. God's honored by us just praying and asking him for things. Even if it's not a part of his will, he's honored by us asking. So as we close, here's what I want to say. When we talk about praying the Bible, here's something that needs to be true is that, or doesn't need to be true, but I, but I hope is challenging to you that in order to pray the Bible, we have to fight to know our Bible. And so don't wait to pray until you know your Bible perfectly, because then you'll never start praying. Don't wait to pray until you know your Bible a little bit, because maybe that will take you a while. But start praying now. But here's what I want to encourage you, is that fight to also know your Bible, because knowing the Bible produces a vibrant prayer life. Because when we know the Bible, we actually know what God is saying to us, what the story God is writing in history, and we can better um, understand how God is working, when we understand the ways God has worked in the past, and we when we understand how the Spirit is speaking to us through God's Word. And so what I don't want you to hear is, hey, wait to pray until you know the Bible, or wait to pray until you have at least a verse of the Bible memorized, or at least 10 verses memorized, or that there's somehow a right way to pray. That That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it's helpful to know biblical language and the story of the Bible in order to understand God's voice and how God has revealed himself to you. So don't wait to start praying. But my encouragement is as you start praying the Bible, fight to also know your Bible. Salt Company, 
We, we say all of these things because we love you and because we want you to be people that worship and people that love and rejoice in what Jesus has done. So we'll see you next week.